Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Escape Society podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're live. We are live. Welcome back. Um, yeah, welcome back. It's been a busy, busy week, actually. Good, a good week. Really good week. Yeah, we had fun. Finally. Yes, after all our stupid sicknesses, we're finally feeling better. Got to do so many activities this week. Felt like a dream. Yeah, uh, what did we do? We started at the all-inclusive resort on Thursday. Was it Thursday? Yeah. And um, stayed there just for one night. We stayed at basically the cheapest all-inclusive resort I could find online. And um, it was about 100 and fifty hundred and seventy dollars us for the two of us for the night all inclusive um it was pretty fun it was a pretty good deal and the people watching there was incredible (laughs) the people watching was the best part um it was just like people in their purest form of happiness like no worries at all and just letting completely loose for it's probably the one time a year that they let real loose and it was just really great to watch (laughs) It was good to so watch. Much and, joy. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, like I didn't really get it though, because I haven't been drinking much the last month and I had as soon as we got there I got like a couple of cocktails, a couple more, a couple of beers. I ended up count, I counted I had like eleven drinks. Probably eight of them would have been like cocktails, so and I was watching them pour and pour them in. So they were pretty strong cocktails and I was fine. Like I didn't feel drunk at all. So are they are they just watering down their liquor there? I don't know. They must because they did like big free pour shots or like they weren't even measuring it. They were just like dumping heaps of alcohol. And I'm like, I feel like it went, when I was like 16 and you'd like steal alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Or like put way too much in. You didn't know how to do it. That's how you would pour it. Yeah, and they it were, would be way stronger than that. <laughs> they were absolutely pouring it in, and I'm thinking, all right, I'm I'm probably going to have to have like a couple, and then drink some water and slow down because I don't want to end up blackout drunk. And there was a lot of people walking around that looked blackout drunk. Yeah, but it just didn't. Nothing happened, so I'm like, okay, they're watering down drinks so that um, it's maybe cheaper for them to give all-inclusive drinks right that makes sense yeah but then how are all these people so drunk yeah like we witnessed one girl like was pretty much as soon as we left our room we witnessed a girl like fall over yeah almost over a bridge and we saw another woman um bawling her (laughs) eyes out because she was locked out of her room and there was just like people at the swim up bar singing and playing music and just you could just tell like everyone was having a good time and i'm not knocking them at all i just was trying to figure out on the second day because i woke up feeling fresh as a daisy as well i'm like did i even drink last night and i'm like what am i missing here how is everybody this drunk but maybe they were just absolutely sculling pounding drinks um so it did actually get them drunk and maybe not staying hydrated or you know there could be a lot of other factors there's also the very heavy prescription drugs here in mexico so that could also (laughs) play into it as well that's one thing i didn't realize would be um 
like just everywhere you go it's every pharmacy has signs for steroids human growth hormone cialis viagra uh valium it's like they're it's like the only thing they're advertising when you walk in and because we both had i had an infection in my leg had to get antibiotics you had um you had a few things actually <laughs> yeah. but every time i went to the pharmacy and bought like our antibiotics that we needed like the medicine they'd hand you a catalog of like steroids and shit it's really funny yeah but i think yeah a lot of the people there probably probably mixed in a cocktail of prescription drugs or yeah. something. if i was to guess yeah i mean just based on the numbers <laughs> and the availability of prescription drugs i definitely think that that um needs to be taken into account for why people were that excited but um it was awesome yeah it was fun it was, it was the best part was um i thought so when we checked in we got there at like one o'clock because we we thought we're, we're only going to get 24 hours here and we want to film as much as we can and experience as much as we can so we wanted to get there a bit early to yeah like get the most out of it um but then we found out when we went to check out on the second day that you don't actually you have to check out of your room you just leave your bags up for the reception and they let you stay till 6 p.m yeah and just keep drinking and eating which we did. <laughs> um yeah the, that's good the only issue we had was i think they're a bit understaffed there because definitely the service wasn't like it was it was the cheapest all-inclusive so the surf service was probably what you'd expect from the cheapest all-inclusive yeah and like you said they were severely understaffed we did witness like two solid staff meltdowns while yeah. we were there which i i felt super understanding of them but it would just if it, it's it was weird to have two in one only us being there for one day and we witnessed like two meltdowns like how many <laughs> on average happened there i have a feeling there's probably usually more staff there yeah and maybe COVID's played a part um, because like even sitting by the pool, like there was just empty drinks everywhere and like there was no one coming around to pick them up probably because they're just too busy. Yeah. And uh, like when we checked in, it was pretty bad. We didn't, we didn't get told like where our room was, how to get there, uh, where the restaurants were, what the restaurants were, what time they opened like how anything worked at all it was just like here's your room key bye yeah and, and um, i had to be like um how do we get there <laughs> yeah, and it was raining too so we're like and there we was like it was just... complicated it wasn't just like here nah. there's the elevator it was like you need to take a shuttle to your room and you need to like this property was absolutely massive so it was like there was information they knew they needed to give us but it was on us to just know to ask for it sort of <laughs> yeah and then we like we had a plan of we're going to go to all the restaurants and try all of them um, for the video, mainly because it was raining and there wasn't much else to do. We're like, we'll just go try all the restaurants. And then we get to like, we went to the first buffet. It was good. We went to the second buffet. It was exactly the same as the first one. And then we went to the third restaurant and he's like, you need to make a booking. You can't just show up here. Like, oh, okay. Went to the fourth one and he said the same thing. And I was like, look man it's empty we just want to come in for 20 minutes 
we're actually trying to trial the restaurants here. I understand you meant to make a booking. No one explained any of this to us. So we didn't know. Can we just come in and just like, we'll eat for 20 minutes. There's no one in here yet. We'll be gone. And he let us in. But um, that was the only downside. Yeah, we were a bit annoyed by that. But like maybe if you're a regular all-inclusive goer, maybe that's like a regular thing that you just know Well, that probably is. Do. Like I know now when yeah. we go to another, if we go to another one, like, okay, there's probably restaurants you have to make a booking yeah. at. Yeah. But I've never been to any of this shit. Like when would I have been to an all-inclusive? <laughs> I know. It was like so eye-opening. I'm like, wow, like this is the least stressful thing we've done in it. A long time so i <laughs> i get it like even when you and i do fun things we're usually doing it like the you know the most budget way right well this was the most budget yeah way. but like staying in a hotel for like 40 or 50 dollars a night <laughs> compared yeah. to this you know what i mean oh, was, where we just suss out all our own shit and figure out like how to get food and everything it was way different to anything we've to, ever done really you had to do no thought yeah. you just had to wake up put your swimmers on and just like live. <laughs> well, that reminds me actually, I said this in the video. Um, we witnessed a bit of a altercation sort of with, um, we, we went to the pool at like straight after breakfast, like 9am and there's a family as uh, two parents and a kid swimming. And this other family of three as well, come up to where they were swimming in their, um, their towels were on the date on the we call it like a pool bed um and this other guy comes up he's like what happened to our towels that were here and the guy's like oh they're still there they're just like on the ground or on the front or something and he was really pissed off because obviously this other family had left their towels there either the night before or for before breakfast or something thinking they're going to reserve this spot and it was the only there was only a few undercover places. So it was one of the undercover ones. And he cracked it. He was like, I don't know what he was saying exactly, but I think he was basically saying like, this is our spot. We reserved it. You can't just move our towels, blah, blah, blah. And the, the family that was, had, like, was in the pool and she kind of just turned around and was like, whatever, man. Like, it's ours now. <laughs> yeah. We're here. Also, we, he, they had been there before we got there. So about we, an hour they were there. They were there at least an hour. So this guy had not just run to the bathroom yep. or, you know, they, he came down first thing in the morning, put their towels there, which I know is a thing because I know my parents did it <sighs> when yeah, I was a kid. Would <laughs> yeah, they so would, hey. Um, um, so I know that is a thing and some people think it's like, a rule that needs to be enforced like no it fucking isn't <laughs> i personally i know there's a lot of people that do that yeah and i think that is complete bullshit yeah like if you're the only way you get to reserve the spot is if you get up you go swimming you put your towel there you're in the water you need to go get a drink maybe something to eat that's your spot that's fine but you don't get to just be that weirdo that gets up at 6am and goes and puts your towels there and then expects to come back at 10.30 when you've like gone to the beach, gone like sorted out your shit for the day, gone and had breakfast and then you get the best spot in the house. Yeah, no, that's not how it works. You weren't using it. No. You get like an hour maybe. Yeah, but like you can't just, I don't think you can go drop your stuff and then go do other things. I think you have to like go, like you said, go for a swim and you've already been like, you've established that this is yeah. like your routine spot. It. Yeah. 
and, and then you get to go off and go, you know, cause we, get food. We got up at pretty early, like 7.30, 8 o'clock and walked through the resort, past the pools to the beach and every good spot that was like undercover had towels on them and no one was there. I'm like, people are just leaving their towels. Like, yeah. There's probably people who... That's so Checked dick, in, isn't went it? went there and have left their towel there for a week just thinking that's my spot for mm-hmm. this week. Like, fuck off, man. You don't get it. You don't get your spot. You don't get that spot for the whole time. That's no, my that's, opinion. That's bullshit. Especially because if you're there for... You're there for a week and another family arrived the same week as you and they're staying the same dates, they never get to sit in the best spot. No. Like, just what's that about? Because you put your towel there for... Yeah. No. So. Dorks. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I reckon. Let us know what you think mm. in the comments. I'll probably get Are some you pushback. someone who thinks that the towel rule is a thing? I'd love to hear from you. Give us your your thoughts. I, I want to hear definitely it. be some people who disagree. No, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that guy that we witnessed that, you know. Had the meltdown. Yeah. Oh my God. And he did like a little hissy fit afterwards, like grabbed two other chairs and like did a big scene dragging them across the pool. It was so funny. I liked it. It was funny. <laughs> oh, I love watching that stuff so much. Yeah. So that, um, that was that. And then yesterday we went, we went on a, uh, catamaran snorkeling trip, which was pretty sick. It was awesome. Yeah. Usually I, I don't love activities that have too many like moving parts to it, if that makes sense. So like if there's too much equipment, it sounds like a chore. I don't, it doesn't sound like something I really want to do in my free time. <laughs> Except snowboarding. Yeah, I, I, I do love snowboarding. But um, even then sometimes I'm like, I just can't, you know, be fucked organizing anything. But snorkeling usually is one of those things. But it was really fun because the people organized everything and I didn't have to do any of it. <laughs> what was fun about it was the the um, the tour group who like took it. They were all over everything. They yeah, they were good. had real good service. The music on the boat was sick and they had drinks. They had like beers and sodas and water and they just kept... The whole time we were like when we were actually um, sailing the boat, they'd just be walking around asking if you need another drink. And then you go in for a snorkel and um, the guide was like pointing out all the different fish. He was like obsessed with showing me all the fish because I had a GoPro. Yeah. Like GoPro guy. Yeah, Mr. GoPro. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the service was really good. And the tour company has like, I think it was called Maroma Tour. And they have their own beach called Maroma Beach. It's sort of in between Playa del Carmen and Cancun. And there's like ATVing, camel rides, jet ski, speedboat, parasailing, and the catamaran, snorkeling. I think there's diving as well. Um, pretty sick setup they've got over there. Yeah. You could go spend a whole good. day there and just do everything. Yeah, that'd be awesome to do all the activities. I definitely agree with the music though. Because usually like when you go on these things, that's the other thing that puts me off. If it's like a morning tour, a morning thing, and they just straight up start off with Pitbull first yeah. thing in the morning. You're like, nope. That's that's not it. Yeah, no. It is 9 a.m. They love not that. Not Pitbull. They love that music here, right? Oh. But they had like... Bob Marley and... Country. Yeah, lots of country. It was awesome. What's his name? Jimmy Buffett. That Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, name. so good. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Yeah. So they got it. 
yeah, so finally we have a, had a busy week and a lot to talk about. Um, but we might just take a quick break before we get into what we wanted to talk about for today's episode. Hey guys, we're just going to take a quick minute to tell you about Safety Wing Nomad Insurance. We've been using Safety Wing since we left Australia 10 months ago and we can say from experience we trust them 100% for all our travel insurance. Nomad Insurance is a global travel medical insurance that covers people from all over the world while outside their home country. It includes COVID-19 coverage and you can buy it even if you are already abroad. We both got sick with dengue fever just a couple of weeks into our trip and they were great to deal with. We got a full refund for our medical expenses with no questions asked and they even followed up with us to make sure we were both doing okay. So if you're traveling abroad soon and you're looking for a great travel insurance company, we highly recommend Safety Wing. Just click the link down below if you want to sign up or if you'd just like to learn more. Okay, back to this week's episode. All right, so uh, what we really wanted to get into today was... Um, talking about like what it's like living in Mexico or really Playa del Carmen as digital nomads. Um, I think we've been here long enough to be able to give our opinion on it and compare it to Bali, Thailand, everywhere we've been really, Vietnam, um, Philippines. So the first thing I'd say is uh, it's definitely set up well for digital nomads um there's lots of long-term rental opportunities like it's not really that hard to find an apartment that was something that was a little bit tricky in bali Mm. but bali has it definitely has a vibe that there's a lot of young people working online there yeah you notice that when you're there and uh, and not just bali sorry changu i should say yeah it, it definitely did that vibe helped us want to it inspired me to work a little bit harder because you see other young people around you working hard and and there's like lots of co-working places there as well yeah so it really changu is it has been for whatever reason the last few years it's just been completely set up for digital nomads yeah yeah it has everything you need like yeah podcast studios you've got photo shoot opportunities photographers like everything for working online and everything's within a two-hour scooter ride there as well um so i think it definitely for us was a good place for us to start as digital nomads but for what we're looking for mexico is kind of we've loved it more i think yeah and the things i've loved more i think um well changu was um interesting because it's like an old fishing village it was never really meant to have that many people living there and like expats and stuff so the roads are very narrow and like you've got to take shortcuts to get to certain places and it's really busy and you can only get around on a scooter like you can't walk anywhere really can you yeah no there's no like sidewalks or anything so that yeah i I didn't love that part of it because you and i really love just like being able to walk from where wherever we live and go have dinner like nearby yeah. or I mean, grab yeah. something from the shops and it sort of everything was sort of a big thing in order to grab like any groceries or anything there. But and if you had a dog, you would really need a car or like a scooter with one of those baskets on it or something because you can't walk your dog in most Mm-mm. places. There's there are little back roads you can walk your dog around, but but um, the poisoning there we've mentioned that before. I think um, yeah, so that's. One of the things I really like about here is the way that 
and this is Playa del Carmen I'm talking about, not just all of Mexico, but uh, the way the streets are set up here in Playa del Carmen, it's like a grid and Fifth Avenue is this massive walking street that goes for like three kilometers or something. And it goes from like uh, where the ferry port is and all the way along, like there's like a walking track where you can ride a bike or run with your dog or just walk. And it's really easy to get around. So if you live anywhere around Central Playa del Carmen, um, you don't need a motorbike or a car. So I think that's been good for us because it's cheaper and we don't have to worry about... When you're in another country like Indonesia or Mexico and you're a foreigner riding a scooter, you're just a target for the cops. Like they know this isn't... Even though if we're living here, they they just look at us like, this is a tourist. I'm going to pull them over. If they don't have a Mexican or Indonesian like license, I can give them an on-the-spot fine, which is just whatever they feel like fining you. So you are a bit of a target in that sense. Yeah. Um, so it just takes one of those stresses out, away, I guess. Yeah. If, if you don't want to have that. Like, internet's really good here. So... Yeah. There's no worries with that. That was there's one of the Wi-Fi we had everywhere in here too. Yeah, there's Wi-Fi everywhere. There's heaps of cafes that you can work at. There is some co-working places, but we haven't needed it because we just work at home. Yeah, and our internet hasn't failed us once. No, and this has been the most comfortable like work setup we've had since we've been doing this i feel like because there's actually a designated work spot working from bed every day does get a little bit old yeah oh it's 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 (laughs) fucked my neck up yeah i've like had to get so many massages and do so much like stretching and yoga and stuff just because of i feel like i've done something to my neck from not sitting right when i'm working um so the internet's good getting around here is good uh, long-term rentals, good. Visas, really good. Um, you can come in and get a six-month visa on the spot without having to apply for anything. But you're not guaranteed to get that. You, We just met a couple who explained this to us the other day and we actually only got a 90-day one. Um, it's at the discretion of the person who's at the immigration um, filling out your form. So you got to tell them you're staying here for six months and they'll give you one. Or I've heard if you fly directly into Cancun, they'll give you a six-month visa. But we flew into Mexico City and I'm not sure if we just said the wrong thing or whatever, but they gave us 90 days. Yeah. Which but, is annoying. Yeah. But whatever. But it's, from what I've researched, uh, getting a long-term visa, like a uh, temporary resident visa, is really easy. That's awesome. If you're working online and you have proof that you've got an income and you can support yourself, it's pretty easy to get. Uh, so, yeah, visas are easy. I think health and fitness is pretty good here. Like Yeah, it is. There's lots of gyms. Yoga's the cheapest here out Cheap, of everywhere in the world that we've, we've been. been. Uh, which the, was really surprising because I'm like, everywhere else was charging like the same as Australia charges. Mm. And then here charges way less. Like I'm only paying 70 Australian dollars a month for unlimited yoga. Like that's That was a frustrating thing a about lot. Bali is like accommodation, food, everything's cheap. And then yoga ends up being like, or gym. Like for me, it was the MMA gym. Like 
one probably the biggest expenses we had yeah it was <laughs> yeah i remember when we like number like priced everything out and we realized we were spending the most on going to the gym but it's worth it because it's yeah. you, you need to take care of yourself but yeah, it's just funny how it switches because now I guess we're paying more for accommodation here, but less for fitness and oh, just the food is so much fresher It's so when you're good, not yeah. on an island. <laughs> yeah, it's so good here because I think there's like three massive grocery stores. So there's Walmart, which we went to the first couple of times and then realized there was better options. Uh, there's like these giant grocery stores that are just like what you would have back home and there's all the fruit and veg you want, all the like healthy food that you want, which was just really hard to find in Bali. There was like fresh food markets. So there was that, but like there's just a few things missing. Yeah, I guess just maybe for our personal, what we like to eat and what we feel good eating. Um, and yeah. There was just a lot of oil too. That's the one thing that, um, with me being sick, having to like figure out what's causing me to feel the way that I do and all the oils that are added that I wouldn't have been used to and sugar is just different ingredients that I, when you go out to eat, you only eat it and you can't, you don't even actually know what you're eating. Yeah. And, um, cause you had a, parasite yeah you're not supposed to do eat oily food i don't think no well no one's actually supposed to but i guess yeah that's true (laughs) just affects people differently but yeah just having the fresh fresh food again so good even going out to eat everything tastes like really fresh and not oily and it's good yeah and it's um pretty affordable like eating out it's pretty good you can there's definitely nice restaurants you can spend close to what you would back home but like we found really good restaurants for very cheap and well we cook a lot more now than we ever did because we have an actual apartment yeah yeah it just feels like a way more comfortable way of doing this living out of home you still need some sort of like home luxuries i feel like to stay sane (laughs) one thing barley had and you've said it a few times is you could just jump on a scooter or in a taxi and you could go to so many different places on the island so fast like within two hours you could be in so many different places yeah so that's uh something bali has i think and i think that's why as a content creator if you're starting somewhere bali's like the dream because a it's cheap but also like like b you can create so many different videos in such a small area so i think that's why content creators um thrive there yeah um and like there's still there's there's still heaps to do around here like there's lots of tours there's cancun tulum um and the thing i like about it is like it's just a quick flight to the u.s or south america or to canada yeah yeah it's on the right right side of the world um I just, I guess if you're someone listening who maybe is considering making the move to Mexico, I think um, we're really happy with our decision at the moment to be here. Um, It was a bit hard. We weren't sure how it was going to affect like our business, um, but 
looking at what we want out of the future and what we want out of you know our youtube channel our online businesses um coming here just made the most sense and um yeah it's it's pretty pretty great so if you are someone who's considering wanting to move down here maybe come maybe come try it out first but definitely come try it out but like i'm surprised there's not more um digital nomads here or like doesn't feel like there's as many Mm. as bali like they all seem to flock to bali but um i think they'd be surprised at how good it is here like it has pretty much everything bali has and more yeah i think because of their being so many digital nomads and you know youtubers especially in bali i think that's part of the reason it. it attracts so many young people because it's being advertised the most out of anywhere probably on youtube yeah and even for us like i think we fell into that because every time we speak to people everyone's like oh bali like bali's always like the place that i feel like people like romanticize the most out of anywhere that we've been um i think what the best the best thing about bali is that there's so many so many places in bali like so there's a lot of good beaches like um uluwatu uh, there's Sanua, then there's Nusa Lumbongan. Like so, Bali as a whole is awesome. Yeah. But one thing that surprised me, and people won't like this, I want to say this about Changu, mm-hmm. and that you don't see on the, any of these videos that people put out, is the beach isn't great at all. I mean, it's actually very dirty, pretty shit. Yeah, yeah, and obviously we. It's hard when you're doing these videos and you want to be as honest and transparent as possible but people are very proud of where they come from and obviously we don't want to go in and be like shit here and you know insult people's like home and where they're from but at some point you need to be honest and be like okay like yeah bali is absolutely fucking awesome like we loved our time there and it was great but there is a rubbish issue it needs to be cleaned up there needs then there's a problem that needs to be solved there for sure and i think that's sugar-coated for sure yeah yeah the there's, there's a lot of rubbish on the beach in changu it's sometimes you just get there and you're like i don't really want to be here like it's not nice it, it's and not nice swimming and you come no. out and there's literally like a wrapper of like a granola bar stuck to your arm <laughs> yeah and the sand's like very black and it's to me like we when we were there that long we didn't really go to the beach to swim and be refreshed you no. just swim in your pool because it's way it felt cleaner better and yeah. um to me that was like something that i didn't really think was like i didn't expect that and um yeah that's one of the bonuses that i think to hear is the beaches are really nice and they're kept and they're looked after a lot more there's a lot more like there's a lot of money from, I guess, the government put into keeping it clean here. Mm. There's a lot of garbage bins everywhere. And the beaches themselves are like what you would expect in the Caribbean. Like it's yeah. white sand beaches. It's beautiful. Um, so that's something Mex- Mexico has over Bali. Yeah. And as far as like working and stuff, we haven't done any of the co-working spots here. Like we said, just because we work from home, but there are plenty and lots of cafes, like good restaurants and cafes to work from in the area as well. And you can see lots of other people on their laptops. So yeah, very comfortable. I think if I was going to compare Bali and here, 
the the thing that stands out the most is the vibe in Bali. You can't really no beat it. Um, it's just such a yeah energetic vibe of like young entrepreneurs or like yeah young people that are like just living life the way they want to i guess yeah yeah which is really inspiring because it i think getting there and you realize before you leave like a nine to five life or just the you know a life where you're just working a job maybe you don't really love and then you make that switch and if bali's like the first place you get introduced to you're like oh this isn't as weird or like as crazy as i thought it was because there's a lot of other people doing it yeah that's how i felt anyway when we got there i was kind of like oh there's other people who do other things other than work in an office on a tuesday at 2 p.m yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like but i think there could be that kind of vibe here if people yeah um, but I, I don't know maybe maybe it's not as welcoming here or something maybe the mm. locals don't really want digital nomads yeah here. that's definitely possible yeah i could see that but i don't know the government seems to be pushing it if they're creating these visas and making it easier for us to come like can you blame us for taking advantage of it i don't no. know um yeah but yeah that's our opinion on what it's like in mexico as a digital nomad um obviously we've only been to playa del carmen we're exploring plenty of other places we're going to tulum tomorrow and um we're going to be checking out a few other places but so far it's awesome yeah yeah really happy we did we did get a lot of comments on our video when we first um like announced that we came here and there was a lot of people saying like how dangerous it is and like why would you go there and be careful and all that stuff which i understand like i think maybe people assume that like we're just naive to everything and we don't like know what we're getting ourselves into or what things are like like people might not know that i've traveled through central america twice uh, I bought a van in Mexico City and drove it all the way down to Nicaragua and I've bussed through Mexico, uh, through Central America. I've been to Mexico. Like, I've been in bad situations in Central America, like really, really bad. And that was from, like, putting myself in not great situations. And I know shit happens and you can have bad luck, but uh, we're not stupid the way we go about it. Like, we haven't even been out at night putting ourselves in any situation where we might get either picked up by the police or like something happened like yeah. we just i think people maybe need to know that we're not um completely naive <laughs> yeah we know the yeah dangers of we places. don't we don't do a whole lot of research on some things but when it comes to our safety obviously we're yeah. pretty we're pretty good but also we don't let fear be a reason to not do something as well yeah. if we really feel like we need to do something and want to do it i'm not gonna let fear stop me from doing it in my life because that's stupid and also <laughs> and it helps like, with nothing living in australia you're in a bit of a um bubble you know yeah. i almost equate living in australia to like being in an all-inclusive resort <laughs> if you haven't left much you, like when you've traveled you realize that not everywhere is like australia where it's completely safe like we're lucky 
as Australians, but I want to experience other parts of the world. And part of that is like, they're not all as safe as Australia and, um, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, they're like some of the safest countries in the world. That's the minority. Like most other places are not like that. The U S is not generally safe. Like there's safe places in the U S and chances are you're going to be fine, but you do need to have your head on a swivel and think about what you're doing when you're there. And that's the same as here and all of South America and even Asia as well. Um, Europe, like bad shit can happen anywhere really there's dangerous people all over the world yeah obviously you can increase your chances but yeah all you can do is your best yeah um and i like when that when somewhere is a little bit more dangerous there's a lot more interesting people around you know it's never boring yeah that's what i love about it so like yeah, it's a little bit weird and my nervous system gets like, you know, hyped I'd, up a little bit, but <laughs> at I'd least say, it's fun. Um, we were in sketchier situations in Asia than we have been here so far, yes. for sure. And that's because we 100%. put ourselves in those situations. Like, yeah. we were walking around Bangkok and like Ho Chi Minh City and like all these big cities at one o'clock in the morning, drunk. Yeah, that was dumb. Like anything could happen there yeah <laughs> oh well no risk no reward yeah. <laughs> what uh, else um that's it actually i've got a meeting coming up in okay about 20 minutes so thanks for listening we'll- guys if you have any questions about maybe moving to mexico or digital nomad life fire them down in the comments if you're watching on youtube we really appreciate you listening um we're gonna crack a thousand subscribers finally this week thank you guys so much definitely hopefully (laughs) um yeah thanks for listening and as always we will see you guys in next week's episode bye